Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of Silo by Story Archives, the official number one Silo podcast in the world. I am your host, Mario Busto, alongside Zachary Newton. Welcome back. Zach, it is that time. It's the deep dive time. We're going into season one, episode eight, titled Hannah. Oh, yeah. And I've got to say our instant reaction that we recorded on Friday, or actually, no, it was Thursday, late, late Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite instant reactions that we've done so far. So I, I like the flow of it. I thought it, I thought it was very entertaining, and uh, hope you all out there are listening and enjoying because uh, we're enjoying making it. And this episode, I gotta say, you said it was in your top three. It's up there for me too. But I think the last two were just so good that um, I will say we're on a stretch now where we're heading into about. We're going to get like four or five just straight up A plus episodes here of Silo. Only thing that might have made this one an A was Gloria's cheesy line to Sims. <laughs> yeah, that one that one knocked it down a notch for me. But we've got we've got what, two more episodes after this, is that right? It's like something straight out of a Marvel episode. Yeah, we have uh, episode 9 and 10. This ep- this season ends at episode 10. But yeah, it's like something out of a Marvel movie where the the beginning of the movie, you know, there's always like a low level good guy who dies or gets severely yeah. injured and the villain's in there. He's done his heist. He's gotten the peace that he needs to rule the universe and mm-hmm. the guy's like covered in rubble and he goes, you really think you'll win? And the villain <laughs> turns around and says something to the lines of what Sim says, we have to. That was my thought at least. I, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's it's still a really good episode. I think last episode tops this one for me, mm-hmm. but this one's up there. I, I liked yeah. it a lot. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, any initial first impressions before we dive into the deep dive episode recap here? I mean, it's I'm really happy that we finally got some sort of, like, I guess, forgiveness between Juliet and, and her father. I'm happy to see that there's not such a a disconnect there and that hopefully won't continue the disconnect at least now that we've had this episode through the rest of the season but um yeah no i mean outside of that i think uh i think juliet's time as sheriff is it's pretty much over yeah at least for this season she can't she can't go up there anymore Mm. i was surprised that she went up there to begin with but we'll, we'll get into that in the episode recap there's a lot to cover and we really just glanced over everything on the instant reaction so let's get into it This is one of those episodes where we had kind of like that back and forth. We've had a few of these episodes in the season where it's half present day and half Mm -hmm. flashback. We're using the flashback almost as our backbone to our narrative here. And the episode is titled Hannah, which is Juliet's mom's name. And we learn a little bit more of her backstory and ultimately of her fate, which I'm still dubious on, to be honest, as to whether 
she actually killed herself or not. I I kind of think she did. Yeah. I, I don't know that we're ever going to get the answer of how she did. I kind of feel like that chapter is going to be closed after this episode. Yeah. Well, the flashback opens up with her and Juliet taking a trip to the cornfield that's in the silo where she exchanges some pills that she's probably maybe some painkillers or something like that that she stole from um, medical to exchange for a sort of ill rabbit. The rabbit's not dead, but he's ill. He has a heart defect. And so she is using this rabbit almost as a dissection sort of experiment for her magnification tool that she's hoping will help any anybody in the silo who has a heart defect or a heart issue which yeah. her little boy had which she had a hole in his heart you know i bet it would be pretty difficult trying to find a rabbit that's already illegal to have um with a hole in the heart knowing that that's the problem <laughs> so i wonder if this is the first rabbit she's had yeah um do you think that you are, you're wondering if this is like a one and done experiment or if she's had to do several uh, bootleg trades? I mean, for what, what are the, ch- I mean, the whole point of this uh, magnifying device is to be able to, to help people and to fix things, you know, issues that her son had. But again, like what are the chances that you pick up a rabbit and it's just like, Oh, look at this. This rabbit has the same problem. It's got a hole in his heart. They should have done like a Guy Ritchie, uh, like kind of, editing montage where it's just like uh-huh. rabbit after rabbit and it's just like <laughs> you, you put a disclaimer <laughs> try nope try yeah. nope yeah. <laughs> pills all you hear is the shake of a pill bottle shake <laughs> rabbit shake rabbit um yeah and you see like a little disclaimer before the episode no rabbits were harmed in the making of this episode okay in the present day in the silo meanwhile sims is pretty much mobilized his entire janitorial judicial Super agent troopers going around the silo trying to intercept Juliet to figure out what on earth she took out of the vent. Now, on the previous episode, Juliet realizes that she is being watched Mm -hmm. through the mirrors, right? She knows that there are cameras behind the mirrors in the silo. Not every mirror, but a lot of them. And in this moment, it makes you wonder where... How does janitorial, how does Sims go about cleaning up this mess? Because I'm watching this entire uh, episode and thinking to myself as he removes um, the blanket from the mirror in Gloria Hildebrandt's, uh, you know, outpatient room she's in, right? Mm-hmm. There's got to be somebody in the silo who broke a mirror at one point or another. And what's the, I'm assuming janitorial has to have a protocol in place when, you know, guy comes home from the mids. A little bit drunk, you know, smashes a mirror. Or you what got you kids do? throwing a ball around or something. Something breaks, right? I mean, I've done it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's the excuse you used. What? Throwing a ball around? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was actually some, uh, somebody kicked the ball in the house. It was yeah. great. Well, uh, the troops go around there. They're looking for Juliet. They actually find the room that she's in, but neglect to go in five feet in this room that has got to be no no more than 15 by 15 feet or something like that, or, Mm -hmm. you know, 20 by 20. And um, plot armor saves her here, but... Yeah. You you would think you would at least scan a room where you have no visibility into, right? Like, you've got cameras in every other room, but this one, just look. Yeah, his uh, female counterpart was like, 
we're not looking for babies. I'm like, yeah, well, I know we're not looking for babies, but there's a desk she could hide behind or something. <laughs> she, her father works in this unit. Uh -huh. Don't you think this is the room? Like, I can understand if we didn't check every place rigorously, but don't you think this is the one that we should check rigorously? Mm-hmm. She was here? Yeah. We have roadblocks on the stairs? You know? I don't know. Well, especially after the comment in the last episode of this is the room that they don't have, you know, any, mm -hmm. any eyes on. Mm -hmm. years. Well, I think it becomes a common trend in this episode where Sims is... Um, letting his troops have it, right? Letting his soldiers have it. He's like, later in the episode when he's brought like a stapler, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's like, why did he bring me a stapler? Like, oh my god, That gosh. was a stapler was in his hand, right? On there. Yeah, it, well, there was a stapler. There was like a phone. He's like, does this look like a hard drive? Yeah, does, does this, this look, look like, like a hard, hard drive? drive? Does this paperclip look like a hard drive? Idiot. No. <laughs> well, he visits Gloria. We get the answer as to why Gloria, in my opinion, is still alive. And in her time as fertility counselor, it seems that she actually played a pivotal role in Sims's son being born, which is the only human moment we've seen Sims have in this entire season. We haven't met his wife. We've only seen him when there was the blackout in the silo where he's um, comforting his son in, yeah. in his room. Okay. So maybe it's the second human element of him we saw. What was the, what was the first? Him and his son. I didn't say he, this was the second one. I, know. I, I said he only had one with his son. I don't think this was a human moment with Gloria. Do you? Oh, I thought that's what you were referring to. No, no. I was okay. saying that maybe there's a soft... Yeah, I guess you're right. You caught me in a loophole there. Um, <laughs> maybe he keeps her alive because she gave them the folic acid uh, as a remedy to help them with the pregnancy after the his wife lost their first baby, right? Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, Gloria, after giving an enlivened speech to Juliet to empower her as the last flame keeper, gives her up for a nice injection of heroin. She's all doped up. I blame, you know, the nurses over there in medical for doping her up. I don't know if she was a, a druggie prior to being confined here by judicial order. You know, she kind of, at least when when I saw her early on in the season, like episode one, um, she kind of looked a little bit like a druggie, just like some of like the mannerisms. Not like she was using heavily at the time, but like she may have had a past. I don't know. Yeah. Sims uh, liaisons, if you can pause here for a second, with one of his, uh, I'd say his head goon, who looks oddly familiar to the Spymaster and Foundation. Shameless plug, if you're interested in our Foundation series, you can check it out Wednesdays as we cover the rest of season one. Uh, I got half of my family binging through Foundation, and we've received uh, several emails now of people who have reported the same. I, I said that Foundation requires about a couple episodes to kind of fully get into, and everyone's saying it, all it took was one. So, And the trailer looks incredible. Looks incredible. I don't know if it's been greenlit for season three. We'll have to see. But anyways, the head goon looks like a character from, from Foundation. And, That's Mario's um, way of saying go watch the show. So, yeah, and it's also my way of taking a victory lap to say I was right about the camera coverage getting worse the deeper the levels go in the silo because the agent that Sims reports to says their coverage gets worse the lower the floors go. Like after medical, it gets kind of spotty after that. Mm -hmm. Which you know, thank goodness for the people in the silo that these that you know, IT and judicial <laughs> don't have it all fully figured out. With uh, with the camera setups everywhere, mm -hmm. which makes me wonder yeah. that if they even have some sort of outside connection, 
in order to get yeah, enough supplies. That's exactly what I was going to bring up next, right? Like if that's the case and they're running out of these materials, like I mean, there's a time limit here to how long they can be observing people to this extent, but there must not be a connection outside. Mm -hmm. There's no additional supplies coming in. Yeah. Juliet tries to access the hard drive and what's on it. However, she's not able to with the access that's given to her in the medical level of the silo. We can continue here. We get a flashback showing the first look at Hannah's magnifying glass, which we find out was very much what she poured her life into after her son dies. Mm -hmm. um, he dies of a, a medical condition that that is treatable in our world, but in this silo world, because of the limitations that they've placed on the technology that can be utilized, for example, the lack of magnification, you can't have, you're, you can't treat somebody with a heart defect being born, which is, yeah. is very odd to me, but there has to be a reason as to maintaining order why they would forbid this sort of uh, technology from being ex accessed. Yeah, I hope we kind of get the answer as to why you can't have this magnification. I, I get the uh, not being able to have like some sort of me mechanized uh, traveling system up and down the silo based off of, uh, you know, the points that she, that she mentioned in the instant reaction with the, the roadblocks, basically, they get set up later. It makes it easy to control. The magnification one still throw me a bit. Yeah. Like what you mentioned earlier, uh, Dr. Pete Nichols, Juliet's dad, he has like a really, he has redemption in this episode because yeah. in the previous episode, we are, you're wondering or you're left wondering as the audience, okay, what connection did he have to this, to this janitorial side? He knows that in the baby room, he, they can't be heard, right? Mm -hmm. But when you watch this episode, you kind of get the feeling that he's more like Meadows than like Sims. Like he is being, the well-being of his family is being threatened. Uh, he's, a, he's a good, loyal dog, so to speak, to the regime. Yeah. And you can see that when they raid the apartment later and um, the older man who's running that raid, who, seemed, who looks like he was like the former janitor or something, right? Uh -huh. uh, he looks at Pete for confirmation as to what, whether the rabbit is actually dead or not, you know? But, yeah. Current day, the sheriff's office getting raided, uh, similar to the way Juliet has blown by protocol in the last several episodes, Sims is breaking all packed protocol with the actions he's taking in this episode to try to retrieve that drive. Mm -hmm. He sends his goons all the way to the sheriff's office, but unfortunately for him, they have like the five-time Pact B winning, <laughs> uh, Pact B <laughs> champion in the house in Billings, um, yep. which is interesting to me. That's a backfire on the part of Judicial, right, for, for wanting Billings in that position. Mm -hmm. And uh, that scene is juxtaposed against the flashback of the raid that took place in Juliet's childhood home when the magnifying tool is shattered by, by Judicial. Yeah, you know, a moment ago when Juliet was down in what the little infant room here, she got the call from Billings to go up to the sheriff's office. After being chased and knowing that the rioting, like the SWAT team is basically after you, I feel like it's it was just very dumb to like I feel like she was already like in a position where she could not be there. 
Yeah, when she picks Ju- up- Judicial knew it was her. Yeah, when she picks up the, the walkie-talkie call from Billings, that was my initial reaction to is why, why on earth would she do that? I thought she was answering the call simply to save face and maybe th- throw a decoy that she was on her way to try to not get up, not go up there and not give mm-hmm. them the, the heads up that she was heading there. But in hindsight, there's a lot of political things working in her favor as the sheriff. I mean, you, you have to be careful how you dispose of the sheriff. You can't just, what are you going to do? Just kill her in broad daylight or like put her in jail for no reason. So as long as she really hid the hard drive, you know, you're safe. I mean, as long as she's also not drinking any sort of uh, liquid that water she didn't yeah. that she didn't personally pour herself you know yeah it's a it's a it's a good point i mean they could put a lot of words in her mouth like they do later on and the yeah uh, but you in the episode but you can't have witnesses around in a situation where she goes up to the sheriff's office she has plenty of witnesses you mm-hmm. know yeah unfortunately Although for a her of, a lot of them seem very sheep like to judicial based on uh you know the, the interaction we see later on in the episode when when Sims is in jail. I mean, you're, it's, this is like, this is like arresting a high profile politician, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you, it's not everyday common practice to see that. And if you're a deputy, you're thinking to yourself, how the hell is this going to shake out? And if this guy gets out, how is he going to make me pay for not bringing him this damn cup of coffee while he was in prison? Yeah. That's the vibe of the scene is uh, he's using his threatening uh, demeanor and his power in the silo to try to pressure these people into, I'm assuming, giving him a call up to Mayor Bernard, aka seems to be the head honcho of the whole silo, the shot caller. Yeah, I definitely think after this episode, I think he's the one in charge calling every shot everywhere. He's the all-knowing human being in this silo. I wonder if he's got some sort of like observation room of his own that kind of looks like what Sims keeps walking into. Is there some? Is there? Is there like another level of uh, surveillance that actually occurs within here? I would assume so. And I wrote a side note here. I put in hindsight, there was no better time for Bernard to take power than when Holston goes outside, because you think about it. It's in that moment where he's able to now. If he's able to ascend to mayor, he can appoint his own sheriff. Mm-hmm. He already has control of IT. He has control of judicial. And now he could take control of the mayor's office and the sheriff's department. He, could, he is literally power hungry over the entire silo. And also in hindsight, it makes perfect sense now that Bernard was in charge. It's actually Bernard and Sims, right? Mm-hmm. Because Meadows was never involved in those, in those, big, those big head meetings. You know what I mean? Where it, it was always the sheriff, Bernard, and Sims. It was never Meadows. And that was probably because Meadows is just a puppet. Yeah. That's all she is. Yeah, I definitely think that she's just a puppet. A that's, puppet that's, and that's probably interesting. an eventual ally. So, so it could be Bernard that, I guess, had the mayor killed, right? Oh, absolutely. I guess it would have been. Yeah, it would have been. That's not yeah. even a question. That's not even a question. He all but confir- yeah. he confirms it later in the episode uh, when he says, the sacrifice is a few for the many. Right? So, I love it. I love it. It was such a Game of Thrones twist. It was the the little finger twist. The guy who you 
look shady, but you don't know whether he's an enemy yet or not. And then you leave the brothel and you're getting stabbed in the leg by uh, the hand of the king. It's a lot of details I did not uh, recognize because yeah. I haven't watched that show yet. But yeah, okay. That was the point. <laughs> There's hints. Well, I love how the way this show does a certain thing where they give you hints about the truth they tell you later. Right? Yeah. So in this episode, you get redemption for Dr. Pete. And, but you realize he's not a rat. Like he didn't rat out his own family regarding the magnification mm -hmm. device. When he doesn't rat out on the rabbit being still alive, you're like, mm -hmm. mm, maybe he actually didn't do it. Like why lie about one but not the other? And yeah. But I do have a nitpick. At this point, they didn't know about the cameras in the mirrors. But if they know about the magnification device based off of that, how on earth is a rabbit going without detection? Yes, that's a, it's a good point. I was also, you know, going to make the comment a moment ago that, you know, if they knew about the magnifying glass device that she put together because they have a camera in the mirror watching her, don't you think you'd kind of know where to look to break the device? I mean, if if you saw it get put together and get taken apart every day until you realize what it is, like you're going to know, oh, it's the thing sitting over there on the floor behind this this corner. It's these different pieces that she has to put together, not this one structure yeah. that they're looking for. It didn't seem like it was hidden. It was just kind of hidden in plain sight. By the way, the voice of that judicial goon mm -hmm. sounds so familiar to me. I need to look it up um, when we go into our bonus episode where we talk a bit more, uh, unload our email bag, which is, is getting heavy. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to know where that guy's from. I'm almost positive I've heard his voice in a video game. And uh, I need to find out where it's from. Anyways, moving onward. Uh, Juliet gets searched by another, let's just call him a judicial goon for lack mm -hmm. of a character name here. And it's in this moment after being searched, um, we know that she's hidden the hard drive somewhere. But we also get the, the notion that she now knows that Sims is not in charge and she doesn't think Meadows is in charge either. Or no, she actually thinks Sims is in charge, not Meadows. Mm -hmm. She hasn't fully... That's what I'm talking about with this show is that they give you the hints, but they don't give you the full truth. Yeah. Which we have been lambasted for on some of our show reviews, by the way. We, these are, <laughs> we've had some dummies reviewing our show and they say stuff like, all right, oh... They're wrong about everything. I'm like, if you tune in, we've been right about like eight out of 10, 10 things here. Okay. Yep. All right. If you just wait a little bit longer. You gotta let it play out. Yeah. Watch so the episode. <laughs> for, you know, there's some things that just because it's obvious at first doesn't mean it's obvious later. For example, the episode where Trumbull plants the fake evidence mm -hmm. in the apartment, it's not evident where... Um, where Juliet is heading in that episode and what she does with, um, I forget that character's name at this point, but the, the, the bootlegger, the guy who's, um, who Marnes got punched in the face by. Yeah. Anyways, let's keep on moving forward here. Sims gets arrested. Thanks to good old packed memorizer, Deputy Billings. Who's Another great defining moment for him, by the way. Like this is more respect, man. You're not a weasel anymore. I feel like we need some Billings merch, you know? <laughs> yeah. Some, he's become low-key second. No, Bernard is 
second favorite character. I love Bernard. Like I love Tim Robin as Bernard. It's just a great he's portrayal. He's great, but he's not he's, he's not um on camera as much. So I I was going to agree with you saying second favorite character in here. Because of that. Yeah. Well, I like Billings. Because we get a lot of them. Let's just say Billings is top three. Okay. Okay. After they arrest Sims through a, a very clear violation of pact rules and his un, unjustified search of the sheriff's department, Juliet does an unjustified search of his <laughs> of his office and yep. immediately within 30 seconds finds the exact files that she was looking for. They... She needs a raise. A raise? No, she's like beyond Sherlock Holmes <laughs> at this point. Okay, we had an email come in uh, regarding this. I said, and the instant reaction, I said, she reacts to a piece of information in her mother's file and the e- and this the emailer's reaction was my initial reaction as well. It was she's reacting based on finding out that her father didn't report her mother. I think that was in the file. Don't get me wrong, but I could, it's possible that there's more in the file that she's also reacting to because the question she asks her dad is, "Why didn't you want mom to build a magnifier?" Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it still it still could be what the emailer said, which I believe the emailer um, was Linder Linder Metz. He was, yeah. I didn't yeah. I didn't even see the email until you just mentioned it. I just yeah. looked it up. I'm almost positive that's who it was. Okay, it is. My thought process here is that maybe she asked the question to know the justification for why he didn't want her to build it if he didn't rat mm-hmm. her out. But there, I'm hoping there's a little bit more information, and that's probably where my curiosity comes in because I'm hoping that her mother didn't kill herself. I'm hoping that it also was another cover-up, you know? Uh, I'm yeah. hoping that there was there's a little bit more to the Flame Keeper storyline in that her flame didn't go out like the father says when the machine was broken, right? I'm hoping there was just a little bit more there for her, but... There could be. My feeling is there just isn't. Like, I, I feel like... Such a cynic. They wanted Such you to know that she saw something, but you wanted... Like, I, I think the idea was that they wanted us to hear this from him not get this bit of information from seeing words on a screen that that Juliet's reading. I just think it, it's more impactful that way. So there, there totally could be a little bit more. If I were gonna bet, I, I would say no. Yeah, I, I, I think that's I think that's probably it. I gotta say, I I understand Doctor Pete where he's coming from and why he didn't want her to build the magnifier in the first place. Mm-hmm. In his perspective. He just wants to protect his wife and his daughter. It's the only family he has left. He doesn't give a damn about a magnifier at this point, right? Yeah. He's just trying to protect them. So, in doing so, unfortunately, it's, it, it still leads to the result that he didn't want to occur, which was losing both of them. He loses his wife to suicide, supposedly. And yeah. then he makes the choice to send Juliet off to mechanical so that she can hopefully not fall to the same fate as the mother. That was prob- probably his worst fear. Mm-hmm. And he confirms that that was his motive in sending her off at such a young age. She was 13 to mechanical, yeah. right? That's a pretty yeah. extreme move. As he, a I mean, he, he let he let her go. I don't, I don't think it was his intention to send her there. No, he let, she, he, she ran away. Yes, but he lets he, her go. He let it happen. And, um, you, and you get the feeling that he was probably in touch with Martha 
uh, the entire time as she was down there to get checkups on how she was doing. Given that there's like a DM system going on yeah, and yeah. He, he knew exactly how to send it to her. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of the thought that came to mind too. And I'm like, I, maybe they, maybe they're just like, what pen pals, what'd you think, pen of, pals what'd you think of that email system they got going on in the silo? You're the techie on the show here. I wouldn't use it. I mean, oh, yeah, you would, what it is. You wouldn't use I mean, it knowing I, what I'm you know. I'm sure it's yeah. surveilled like crazy, especially if you're somebody that's flagged as a as a terrorist in their system they're going to see every single message that you go you that, send you receive it's very it's a very like a lo-fi looking design that would totally be a political issue right in the silo you'd have like mm -hmm. uh the people who want massive government control they'd be saying you know centralized messaging system we got to get rid of the porters and then you have like the more libertarian types who want power to the you know, to the people, they're saying, mm -hmm. we need the porters, we need to support the porters, you know, because you got this, this government that's trying to read every message coming in, you know, yeah, like Dolores Umbridge <laughs> with the owls and Harry Potter when she takes over Hogwarts, you know, oh you can't, gosh. you can't have this sort of uh, monitoring like that in the silo, which the father mm -hmm. still does it anyways, because when Juliet reconciles with her dad and kind of, and gives him the, the release he's been needing from, from that mm -hmm. trauma, right? He, she tells him, I believe you that you didn't rat us out. Like, I've seen we're being monitored, you know? She's literally mm -hmm. seen the camera. She's, she knows the, the, what's inside of uh, the way the silo is cooking, so to speak. Yeah. All those years lost from stubbornness and not wanting to, to hear the truth. What's that saying? How the sausage is made? Yeah. Silo sausage. Well, <laughs> you don't want to see how the sausage is made. What do you think is going to happen in the next? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply episode we have the first what felt like defiance of maintenance here by, by dr later. pete yeah you think that's going to result in anything or just be a moot point i have a bad feeling for anybody who's aiding and abetting juliet in this episode from well there's, there's a lot from lucas to martha to dr pete here to Mar uh, i said martha already well, yeah, I think possibly. Ago, yeah. uh, surely, I think anybody who gets in contact with her might be in trouble. Aside uh, from Billings, yeah. aside from Billings, she for, actually for the, she did Billings a solid, by the way, at the end of the episode. Exactly. Yeah, that that punch in the gut helped him hide in, his, in more his ways syndrome. Than one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, I I I was going to take that one step farther. I, but you ended up touching on it. It's I think it's anybody that she runs into is is at risk at this point. They don't even have to be helping her. If 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 she is in contact with you and you two talk even for two seconds, like I think you're gonna be a target. Lucas, he's not helping not yet at least. Totally gonna be a target. Lucas got such the short end of the stick in this <laughs> damn episode. I mean. I was wrong about Lucas. I thought he was working for some sort of rebels. I, we were wrong about that. There's one of the 10. Yeah, that's you know one of the two. Yeah. 
However, damn, man. I mean, I don't, I don't even think that you can use that scene with Juliet and Lucas as an indictment on Lucas's personal courage. I think that just he needs a minute to process. That entire scene is maybe two minutes in length. He's finding yeah. out earth-shattering truth. I mean, they don't even know what earth is probably, but they're finding out silo-shattering truths here. <laughs> And he's just expected to go along with it. And she says the douchiest thing when he says, I'm the only one who cares for my mother. She says, your mother? I'm like, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Considering half of the motive of what you're doing right now is for your mother? You talk about some, eh. some blinders on. I, th I mean, I think she's kind of doing it for herself at this point. Oh, uh, bullshit. Juliet. Uh, I don't think she's doing it for Mother. She was doing it for George to begin with. I think I think after the, the conversation with Martha. What does Gloria like, tell her? An episode her? ago, she's doing it for herself. Now. What does Gloria tell her when last episode at the end, she says, what she would your mother want mother. you to do? Of, of course. I feel like she was already kind of committed to, to finding out what's going on, less so to just keeping the book and becoming this flame keeper thing i think i think it helps give her a nudge yeah well juliet's plan is to take the hard drive down to martha and dr pete sends a message down her way to let her know she'll be there by 6 p.m uh in the meantime sims is rotting in prison but he needs his good old caffeine fix and I, this is where i want to do a little bit of role play zach okay you can pause here for a second or you can rewind it if you're deputy jerry Oh, Jerry, are you getting up and are you scooting your, are you penguin waddling all the way to the, to the cell and handling, handing Sims a cup of coffee? What are you doing, Zach? Are you saying, how do you take your coffee, sir? Hey, what's your approach here? I just feel like, sit the down. And <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> shut your mouth. It's, it's, it's my last chance to do something here with, with, you know, stick it to the man. I was half expecting when this guy was walking over to uh to Sims like for Sim to, to just like pants. grab him by the collar and like jerk him up to the bars and knock yeah. him out and grab a cue. Like I was expecting some uh some action moment like that. It was a little let down here. Deputy Jerry looks like he's gonna have to change his underwear, bro. Yeah. I was wondering <laughs> so you're saying you're gonna pull a Ben Stiller, like a happy Gilmore moment where where Sims is going, Hey, can you offer me a warm cup of coffee and snap back at him get off you a warm glass and shut the hell up <laughs> this is my jailhouse sims <laughs> you gotta own the one moment you have here man yeah he just improvs and says hey line line He's like, hey, no, i just thought i thought the character would do this in that moment you know it's like my yeah. one jerry's moment mm -hmm. jerry spinoff show uh we get a little bit of context on how bad Billings syndrome is getting. Yeah. And at this point, it's pretty much confirmed that the stress of the job is, is making the medical condition that he has worse. And his Doesn't wife is, is kind of coming to the side of, hey... This sheriff here is no good. The people are nervous that so she's laying the groundwork for a rebellion. She kind of represents the silo in a way, right? And, mm, and very mm -hmm. much what Billings is concerned about, right? Because Billings has mm. echoed the same concerns to Juliet, but here he is trying to console his wife, who's at this point is not buying it because each day 
her husband's coming home from work, he looks more and more like crap. Like, he looks like he's going through yeah. the ringer every time he's coming home. He looks a little more beat up every time. Now he's got cuts on his face and everything. Yes, yes. Uh, we had an emailer write in who who loves the trivia of actors here. If you can pull up the actress who plays Martha Walker here really quick, as fast as you can, Zach. Time it the way I... Uh... It's Harriet Walter. Okay. You can pull up her IMDb. She yep. also plays the mother of... I think we covered this in another episode of the Roys in Succession. And yep, Lady Caroline. I wanted to fact check. Is she also, she is the mother of Rebecca in Ted Lasso, correct? Deborah Welton, that's correct. Okay, so the emailer was spot on with that one. I got to say, I knew the Succession one. I totally did not recognize her from Ted Lasso and I just finished watching Ted Lasso. She's incredible. <laughs> This, Same. I've, I've got three episodes left in Ted Lasso, but I now now that I hear it, I could totally picture it. But for the life of me, I, like I, I, there was no drawing that uh, comparison. Yeah. No. 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 Okay. Moving forward, uh, Martha clearly has what you called uh, what you said it was agoraphobia. Agoraphobia. Zach? I, I lose I track of all the phobia meanings. So agoraphobia yeah, means that you're scared to leave your. Your domicile, your your place, pretty pretty much, yeah. Crowds leaving your your home or your your room, your area, yeah. It she, it varies between people. She gets the message from Doctor Pete that Juliet's supposed to arrive by six, but she looks at the clock and it's already past seven. And it actually shows you just so much about her character and her love for Juliet as almost this adopted daughter, right? Mm -hmm. Where she conquers her fear <laughs> reluctantly. And leaves, barely, you know, kind of just steps on the threshold outside of her door. And I think that kind of leads to the fact that we're going to see Martha hopefully overcome this, this phobia of hers and, and break through that, that bondage of, of that fear, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, in the hallway, luckily for her, she does run into Shirley who collects the message and goes to find out what is going on with Juliet. And unfortunately for them, they do get some bad news later in the episode. Okay, let's talk about poor old Lucas here, who I was against. I was on Team George, but now I feel bad for Lucas, man. Oh, come on. He's a star-crossed lover, literally. Listen, Charting listen stars. you, you want to date the sheriff. There's some dangers involved, man. <laughs> All right, so if you're Lucas here, okay, you've never gone on a first date with the sheriff, Zach. If I was Lucas, I wouldn't have made that lame move in the last episode. All right, well, besides that, <laughs> You're getting called here. He's getting called to the apartment. He probably thinks something's going down, you know? Like, this is it. This is me and her. My move totally worked <laughs> last episode. No, he thinks his move was worked off like a charm here. But Damn. now, instead, he's getting shown this hard drive that is only supposed to be used by those with the most power and authority in the silo, which turns out she could have accessed this drive if she had just simply gone to her workspace computer. Mm-hmm. She then unloads this just incredible amount of information on Lucas in a short period of time. She tells him, she introduces him to people he's never heard of. So he says, she tells him, Johns and Marnes were murdered, which yep. up to this point, everybody in the silo thought they died because they walked too much. Mm -hmm. George, he finds out that she's just, uh, he's a rebound and that she's been doing all this for her ex-boyfriend who's dead who got killed as well. So he's finding out that everybody in touch with this girl has been killed so far. Uh, four, this has information that is worth getting killed over, pretty much. Mm -hmm. 
five, he's been spied on his entire life by cameras inside of mirrors in the silo. And there's a secret branch of government that is spying on them. Okay. Mm-hmm. And six, I, I think there's more than six. The Raiders are on the way. They're going to be there in five minutes. Yep. Seven, she doesn't give a damn about his mom and the fact that she, he is the only caretaker of his mother. And eight, she runs off with no instruction and no guidance as to where the hell she's going. Did you cover her breaking the mirror and getting the camera too? Yes, I said that he, she finds out about the cameras. I, I missed that one. All right. It, it's a lot to take in all at once. But <laughs> I don't know, man. If he's this dedicated to figuring out what's going on with the stars, you, you think something's something's up. I don't know, but you know what? I'd be a little more interested. It'd be like, can we like get out of here then and think about it? Talk about this somewhere else? What I want to know is, you know, if she wanted to protect herself in terms of mm-hmm. finding out the truth while also protecting yourself, she should have just gone door to door and started breaking mirrors. Yeah. I mean, that's one way to start a riot. That's for sure. Yeah. Give all her you, deputies orders. Con- contain that. Give all her deputies orders to go to every... This is where my giant thousand uh, thousand deputy army would have come in hand handy. Totally. Door to door, yeah. break every mirror in the silo. Everybody report with camera in hand to judicial's floor. We're going to overrun judicial, we're going to overrun IT, and we're going to reorganize the entire silo. Well, you can also just destroy all of those cameras. And I mean, you're going to, by the looks of it, prevent any of this sort of like heavy government control from happening to this extent in the future, at least. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I wanted to cap off Lucas's scene and say, I think Lucas will have a redemption moment and do more than he needs to here. Mm-hmm. I just think there was a lot for him to process. And to be honest, he's really screwed now. The information that he has, if they find out that he knows about the cameras, he's dead. Yeah. He's well, dead. I mean, the camera was on when yeah. she said all they of that. They could just go him, back and look at so. the footage, I'm assuming. Exactly. They, they have recordings. I also wonder like where the where are the microphones? Is it like is it just in the camera? Like like the audio quality can't be good if you're picking up a mic through a mirror. Yeah, yeah. I would assume it's pretty bad. Okay, mayor to the rescue. Juliet's trying to make her way down through the checkpoint-laden silo stairwell, which we can now assume is not allowed to have lifts for at least one reason being that they can control the foot traffic pretty efficiently if you have no means of, of, of bypassing the staircase, right? Mm-hmm. She gets intercepted by Bernard, who I knew something was up the moment he approaches her and just conveniently is there at the moment she's at the checkpoint. Yeah. And he gets her through the checkpoint, takes her to a secluded area, and the camera starts getting all off kilter in this scene. It's just a little bit shaky. Just something's not right. You yeah. can notice it. And the questions he's asking about, what are they looking for? Like, first and foremost, how does he know that information? And like Juliet in the scene, the audience is probably coming to the realization around the same time as she's coming to the realization that something mm-hmm. is up here almost immediately. We get the shot of Sims being out there from behind and finding out just who, finding out who the one who knocks is. It is Bernard. (laughs) It is Bernard. He is the danger here. And I got to say, I I love his line when he goes, oops. 
Yeah. It is just fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Um, they're going to try to... This is the end of Juliet here in their eyes. They're trying to yeah. frame her with no witnesses around as them as the only witnesses that she wants to go outside and clean. What do you think about this whole situation? Should Juliet have been on to Bernard as, as they're going out to this cornfield? So, I know earlier in the season, we were pretty skeptical. I, I feel like I kept up my skepticism of Bernard for a little bit longer than you did. What? I, I've been saying yeah, I was totally skeptical not. of Bernard. No, you, 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 were liking, you were like, I think he's coming around. You're acting and, like uh, Bernard right now. You, you're acting like Bernard. You're saying stuff I heard stuff you say I that you wanted say. to go out. What? I heard you say you wanted to go out, didn't you? I never you? said that. I never said that. Yeah, I heard him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I would feel a little weird walking deep into a maze. Like, don't you, you just walk past security, just keep going down the stairs or something. I don't know. I find it interesting that we're back in this, you know, corn maze here, just like we were at the start of the episode. Yeah, Not the quite episode sure why we chose the same place. The episode but... begins and ends pretty much in the cornfield. Yeah. Maybe did, Bernard and... did that on purpose cuz he's just poetic and he knows about Hannah's liaisons in the cornfield. It's a possibility. I was going to see if you if you had any uh theories on why they chose this location again. Um no, I just think that's more of one of those things where the audience is in on something that we that other people are not. You know, okay. the start of the episode, your Hannah is there doing an illegal trade, you know, trading pills for a rabbit. Yeah. And here, Juliet is pretty much making a trade of information with Bernard in a way. It's it's the same. It's not the same, but it's like the beginning of the end of like the jig is up, you know? Yeah. The mom was looking, the, the mom was looking for, to make the magnifying tool and she's looking to kind of free the silo. The jig is up. It's like the start of it. So did, hold on. Did they bury her mother in the yes cornfield? It seems to be that the apple orchard is not the only cemetery that is fertilized by human remains. It seems that this cornfield <laughs> also is, um, as a cemetery probably i wonder if there's like levels to it like you can only be buried in the apple orchard if you died by natural causes or something yeah, yeah. instead of killing yourself uh it was interesting that at the funeral none of juliet's mother's family showed up because of the shame of her having committed suicide that's what the mm -hmm. father alludes to which possibly points to juliet having more family in the silo her of uh, an aunt Hmm. Um, I doubt her grandma is still there, but it seems like her aunt at the very least is still there. Interesting. Um, interesting. And if she, yeah. ha if she has an aunt, that means that there's another two sibling family right there. Put uh, potentially, I don't know. I don't, I don't think every family in here has kids. Yeah. But we made a point that we haven't seen a family with two kids yet. And that would be a second one. If, if she has, true. if she has an aunt. That is true. So. Um, present day things are getting out of control Martha's worried about Juliet and she gets the message that from Shirley who got word from Hank uh, Hank is Weird Al the Weird Al deputy yes um, that she said that she wanted to go out and clean so they're kind of 
catching up with all the information. And Martha is naturally skeptical of judicial at this point, saying, oh, they've never lied to us before. Mm-hmm. You know, so it makes you wonder if the down deep is going to start mobilizing to get ready for a fight against judicial. This might be an all out war by the time we get to the end of this season. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, at the pace that this is, this is at right now, I definitely think that we're going to be having some sort of riot. Yeah. Right occurring. She's going to have to have some backup beyond just a friend or two by the time we, we get to the final episode. Yeah. Well, as we end the episode, she's being led up the stairs by a meager platoon of some judicial goons and Billings holding her by the arm. And it's in this moment that Billings has this kind of syndrome episode. Juliet takes advantage of it to get away. And in, in a sense, also gives Billings an out of not getting exposed for having the syndrome by punching mm-hmm. him in the gut or wherever she punches him. And then mm-hmm. she jumps over the railing. And I'm hoping, la- I think she probably just landed on a landing that was right underneath that was leading to another floor. Otherwise, she is where George was. She's together again with George Wilkins, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it felt like they were fairly high up. I mean, I don't, I don't, where, I don't know where the corn field is actually at. But I mean, even even if you only went up like what one one story, I'm like, that's a they're pretty tall. They are pretty tall. At the very least, maybe she broke an ankle or sprained an ankle or something. Yeah, I maybe think... she landed on the on that fan like a shield. Yeah, they are making quite a scene on this staircase though, because there's a bunch of people outside, and yeah. they highlight one one father and his son who are seeing the entire thing, and it's not a very pretty sight to see the. Uh, the judicial member who just got arrested now arresting the sheriff who arrested him. Yeah. You know, so it makes you wonder just, I think that's kind of pointing to the unrest and the the possible stirrings of a rebellion that could take place in this silo if mm-hmm. um, if everyone's not careful. I'm not sure if it is or not, but I feel like the, what was, it was the father and what looked like his son there mm-hmm. that, that saw everything going on. I feel like we saw them in like the previous episode where they were the ones kind of like throwing those little paper helicopters off the uh, off the ledge and watching them go down. It looked the same to me. Repeat that. There was a there was a scene in one of the previous episodes where there uh, Juliet was like walking back up the stairs and whatnot, and you know, she looks up and you know this is this father and his son just kind of like having fun and they they threw like little oh. paper airplanes off the edge. Yeah, I feel like it was the same uh, father son that we saw here maybe maybe all right that we leave off episode eight with the cliffhanger of Juliet jumping off the railing and we wait till next week to see where she will uh go from here what's she going what is she going to do uh, while she's being um pursued by the entire silo probably yeah she is going to be on the run would be my guess for most of next episode hiding out building up an army to go with her episode nine is titled the getaway yeah so that should just about tell you everything about what kind of episode that's going to be and once again another Mm -hmm. 43 minute episode we've had the last three episodes under 50 minutes yeah so true it, even though this one was 43 minutes, it didn't feel like it. It felt longer. Like For me, I mean, it felt There short. was a lot that happened. For me, it felt like a shorter, like way shorter, but huh. we'll see. All right. Any categories tonight, Zach? We have a few. So, who was your favorite character of the episode? Bernard. Dang it. Yeah, I, I, wrote, I wrote down Bernard too. I think 
I mean, Billings, Juliet, Sims, and Bernard obviously are, they're, they're almost always going to be in the top at this point. I feel like we, we saw a good amount of them. If I had to pick a second just to not pick Bernard at this point, I might go with, I might go with Billings. I, I like the, I like the few scenes that he was in. Yeah, I'd agree. I would agree. Billings and, and Bernard. Bernard was just the MVP. Every once in a while, like you always want your villain to be a, a great actor. And, I, you know, you can't really get much better than Tim Robbins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I very much enjoyed that cornfield scene where he reveals that he's the big baddie. Yeah. Well, I, the next one is what is your what, what was the best scene or your favorite scene? Oh, it's, you just gave it away. Yeah, the cornfield scene, Bernard with the yeah. hard drive. I said hard drive. How would I know that? Oops. <laughs> I, Such uh, a good scene. It is a great scene. It's, it's for me. It's between that one and the uh, the scene where where Juliet arrests Sims. I like that. I like that too. I also like the scene where Sims wants the coffee in prison. That was good. That was good. Yeah. All right. Best line of the episode. I wrote down two. They're from the two scenes that we just mentioned. I didn't write down, I didn't write them down verbatim. So you want to say yours? Sure. So mine was, I, I wrote down a couple. So I've got the whole Sims, you're under arrest. So then Sims responding, you sure you want to do this? Yeah. And then we've got the end of the episode here with Bernard saying, fuck me. I said hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I got my, fa- my favorite line here. Go for it. You really think you'll win? Oh, come on. No. <laughs> All right. We're looking for a new co-host. Uh, no, 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 no. The actual, really um, my favorite line was actually the farmer at the beginning of the episode where he says, the silo always wins. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a great line. The silo always has to win. Otherwise, you're all dead. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. Well. That's those it? Are the, those are, well, we, we do have a couple others. If there were any other standout performances. No, no, let's skip those. Exactly. Let's skip those. We got, we got to stick with the good ones here. Yeah. All right. Housekeeping time. Let's do some housekeeping time. Let's here. do it. Thank you all for tuning in to this deep dive edition of Silo by Story Archives. We're very much looking forward to the final two episodes of the season. It's been an incredibly fun ride hosting mm-hmm. this podcast for you all. And the good news is it's been greenlit for season two, so... We've been greenlit for season two as well here at Story Archive. So absolutely, thank you so much for tuning in. You all have made it possible for us to crack the top hundred in the U.S. in the TV and film category of on Apple Podcasts, probably higher than that on Spotify, and um, the top fifty in the U.K. for the TV and film category. I mean, top thirty in the U.K. Oh, top thirty. We're we're, up. we're up there with the big dogs. I mean, we're like we're like five slots from John Stewart, and I mean, I grew up watching <laughs> John Stewart. Uh, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty awesome to see that you guys are enjoying this, this content as much as you are. And we look forward to providing more entertaining, um, commentary of other shows for you all. We're doing a, once again, a, um, commentary of foundation on Apple TV of season one. Um, we are walking through that entire, uh, season. I think we're on episode five now. Next week Mm -hmm. will be episode five. And season two premieres on July 14th, which I'm very much looking forward to. And we'll probably do a trailer um, reaction pretty soon for season two of The Foundation and post it on the channel. 
In addition to that, we have other series like the Peaky Blinders, which I believe is going to see a resurgence after Oppenheimer comes out because the lead in Oppenheimer, directed by Christopher Nolan, is uh, Killian Murphy. Mm-hmm. And he is the lead in Peaky Blinders. And I think that that, sh- that show is personally one of my favorites. I know it's one of Zach's favorites. I was just at his oh, house yeah. having some uh, Oaxacan old fashions uh, and he was re-watching Peaky Blinders for probably the 20th time. I've seen it probably just as much as well. And we did an entire commentary of that entire series. So if you haven't watched it and you're into the gang mafia type television show with strong performances, check it out. It's very stylish. Uh, a lot of good, uh, like modern rock music in it. It's it's, it's awesome. Oh yeah, it's um, great. And it's based off right on the en- the end of World War One, leading up towards World War Two, which mm-hmm. is a fascinating period, especially in the UK at the time. So, uh, and rough and loosely based on a on a true story of a real life gang from Birmingham. Uh, what else am I missing here, Zach? We have another series that we're going to be working on, which. Uh, we're working on the rollout for it, but we will be doing some commentary in some form or another f- for the latest season of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and we look forward to doing that. So anyways, that's the housekeeping for today. Thank you all. Please rate, review the show, share it with a friend, share it with a loved one, uh, share it with the mortal enemy. And thank you for all the reviews as always. And check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe to us on there as well. All right, Zach, you can take the rest here. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Silo by Story Archives. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We are on YouTube now, so you can take a look at the channel at Soapbox Podcast Network. You'll find a bunch of different playlists for the shows that we currently have here, the other shows that we've covered. You can visit our website at soapbox.house. You can send us an email at contact at soapbox.house. And finally, if you'd like, we do have a new newsletter that we are currently setting up. I know, right? So there will be a link in the description of this show. You can click that. It'll give you a simple sign-up form and we are planning on sending out some quarterly content. So be sure to go ahead and subscribe there. Yes, people. Become the first members of the Soapbox Club. That is the working name for it and we are planning some, some goodies and content for those subscribers. All right. Is that it, Zach? That'll do. All right, we will see you on Wednesday for the foundation, and then we'll see you back on Friday for the instant reaction for episode nine of Silo. Thank you all. Have a great week. Bye.